0: Welcome to Two Dads with Hats with your
1: hosts, Jason and Brandon. Brandon, hello. Good
0: afternoon. How are you doing today? Mr. Jason, how is your afternoon? Well, it's afternoon. Yes, how Mm -hmm. is your afternoon? I was
1: actually speaking in Pacific time terms today, all day. Yes.
0: Well, there's Pacific and then there's left coast and then there's California. So there's like a whole trichotomy of things there. I made that up. I'm sure there's a website I could I could find out where we are, what time it is. But yeah, it's I a just great gave thing. An alternate facts. Was <laughs> it? I just gave some alternate facts. Alternate, alternate yeah, facts. this is
1: the wrong show. We don't do alternate facts here. So I just, I uh, I'm really excited about today. We have a special one for you today. I heard. Yeah, we, who have, we have. Who do we have joining us, Jason? Sorry, we have our good friend and one of my one of my mentors actually, uh, Mr. Tom Olson. <laughs> Say hi, Tom. <laughs>
2: Hi Tom. No, how, how you doing, Jason? How you doing, Brandon? Thanks so much for having me. I, I look forward to it.
1: Yeah, it's a great day. Um, so Tom, you're also here in Wisconsin. We're uh, we're kind of stacking up the, <laughs> the the Great Lakes versus the Left Coast. Um, so what was your morning like today, Tom?
2: Oh, my morning was great. Uh, woke up. Um, you know, I had some had some coffee, just like it's uh, like I usually do. I had about three cups, and then uh, as a family, my wife and two and a half year old daughter, we we went to the gym. Um, as we uh, as we do every Saturday and try to every Sunday and we do uh, throughout the week, but we all do it as a family Saturdays and Sundays and um, it's great. Uh, Annie uh, is my daughter's name. She goes to the kids club there for a couple hours. My wife and I work out independently, um, but we both have our, our workouts. Um, had a had a good one this morning. Um, I did about six miles. Um, I um, as Jason, Brandon, and I were talking earlier. Uh, I have a I have a goal of doing. Um, uh, five minute and five second miles pretty consistently I haven't hit it just yet um, since college but uh, um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll talk about goals later today I believe that's one of the main focuses of the of this session but thanks again for having me my morning's been great
1: excellent and I see that you have um, a special hat on today tell me about your hat
2: I, I have an Under Armour hat, so I work for, uh, I don't know if you can see it here, I work for Foot Locker uh, Corporate. I had IT operations for the company. Um, one of our one of our main lines we sell, of course, is Nike, but also Under Armour. And um, not only can you have this you know, <laughs> my wonderfully uh, flourished um, hair here, uh, you can put mm-hmm. this on top of that. Uh, you can also put it backwards. You got the little H here. Um, I like uh, I like having it like this when I'm you know lounging around, um, but I was uh, I was told by by my family that I have to have it this way um, today. So uh,
0: I like so the rally
2: cap look, Tom. The rally oh, cap, covers, right? Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, well, being being in Milwaukee and being a Brewers fan, um, you you have to have a lot of the rally caps ready to go. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, love the brewers when they do win. I will say that I have always been a fan. Like I'm not a bandwagon fan. I've always been a fan even when they're terrible. Um, so that's, uh, yeah. Thank you for recognizing the rally cap, Brandon. I appreciate that.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Brandon, of course, is our local hair expert. So you mentioned the hair, uh, Brandon is the one that brings the best hair to the show. That's his hat.
0: That's my only redeeming quality, huh? Well, tell, tell, tell us about your hat, Jason. You have a different hat every show. I have a different hat every show,
1: and from this from here on out, I'm going to probably be wearing many different Harley-Davidson and Brewers hats, because that's the bulk of, of my collection. Um, I've been trying to keep it um, unique and interesting so far, but um, unless I go to the store and get a new hat, I'm, I'm really done with my unique and interesting hats. Do you have a Harley-Davidson Orange County hat? I do not. No, not yet.
0: You're writing that down, I see. Google, take a note for me. Thank you. I have the advanced Google beta where I don't have to tell it; it's always listening, like NSA. Google's always listening, so it just takes the last little snippet and and then uh, does its AI thing.
1: That's that's almost as good as Alexa. I heard Alexa's also always listening. You know, I'm glad you mentioned the technology there, Brandon, because I uh, what's new this this week for me? I'm coming to you live on a brand new laptop, and I Whoa. haven't had my own laptop in ever actually. This is the first, you know, I had a laptop for work, but this is my very first personal laptop ever. And it's, it's fantastic.
0: Um, and it's fast. Can you share what kind it is? Are you willing to put their name out there? No, it's
1: a secret. We'll talk about that in the future. Okay. But so far so good. I re- I went through the process of reinstalling all my software and Ooh. getting used to it, getting it all fingerprinty and such, but yeah, it's, it's a fantastic, piece of technology and my camera work. So that's, that's a good day for me. Tommy, what's new in your world? Uh,
2: what's new in my world? Um, hopefully something, at least one thing every day, right? I mean, or else life would be pretty stagnant. Um, I, uh, I saw, I'm I, uh, heavily involved in HDI, the Help Desk Institute uh, here in the Milwaukee area nationally, uh, as is both Jason and Brandon. And something I haven't done for years is pick up a book, uh, strange as that sounds. Everybody reads out there, everybody's, a lot of people are too busy. I I say that I hadn't said that excuse for years, but I'm just too busy to read a, you know, know, non-programmer book or non, you know, whatever workbook. But um, I recently picked up a book by Manly Freeberg II. It's called Reaching Your Next Summit, um, Nine Vertical Lessons for Leading with Impact. Um, When I saw Manly speak for the first time in Colorado Springs uh, two years ago, Um, he, he was so impactful on me, but in the first 10 minutes, he had me laughing and crying and, and, and just, um, the, the guy is a phenomenal speaker. Um, he, he speaks from the heart, um, which there's, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of speakers out there. Um, but he's, he's one of the greats and, and I wanted to, I wanted to pick up his book. Um, one of the things that he talks about very passionately is restarting. So what he calls, um, he calls it the art of the restart. So, how to restart something in your life you haven't done for a, you know, a certain period of time. Uh, mine is reading, um, just reading a, a, a book. So, uh, one of the quotes, um, one of the, my favorite quotes, and I'm only through about the first 75 pages of this book in the past few days, is um, he says, The vertical is what I call the realm and climbing where you have left behind the comfort and security of your day to day horizontal existence you have sharpened your focus and committed to something worth reaching for. The vertical, the more you embrace the exposure, the more you thrive. So it's really getting outside of your comfort zone um, where you have this, this horizontal day to day, you know, that, that we all have, but, but the vertical is really, um, you know, being on edge and uh, really getting out there. Um, That's, that's what this book is about. Um, It's not, you know, a book about, Hey, put yourself out there, but it's a book about, um, you know, how he recommends doing that. It's, it's very inspirational. It's very uplifting. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I don't say that all, all, that often. These, these guys, Jason and Brandon know me. Um, I don't say, I don't throw, throw the word inspiration around, um, but this book has been truly inspirational for me, uh, as has Manly Feinberg the second. And again, it's reaching your next summit, nine vertical lessons for leading with impact by Manly Feinberg the second. That's what's new in my life, Jason. What's new with you? Holy cow! That wow! I don't even know what to say after that because uh, you know you and I were
1: talking. That's a wrap. We're done. We're done. Hang up the phone, Tom. Oh drop the mic. Yeah. for shots. <laughs> That was oh my, that was awesome. Wow! So I, I was inspired that you listened to the podcast a couple weeks ago, and you went on and bought the book, and now you you've dug in, you've started, and it's totally inspired you already. Absolutely.
0: Fantastic, Brandon. What's new in your world today? Uh, I was—I've been fighting sickness, which I found out actually is bronchitis. So um, I just got home from the doc, and it gave me a bunch of meds to take. So I just took them all at once, just to forget the ten-day thing. Just you know, I figure I could just—I'm just kidding. I haven't. I'm—I am a little bit medicated right now, though. So I've um, uh, been sick. Uh, but uh, l- little things I got a shout out from the writers of the expanse science fiction. It's on sci-fi. I will plug that. Probably one of the most grounded, um, sci- grounded in science sci-fi shows ever. Uh, there's a lot fl- floating out there right now online about, you know, the technology, which hopefully inspires people to look at science more. That's how we, that's how we develop things. That's how we grow as a, as a humans. Hmm. And then uh, I got a little nod from, from HDI actually, the Tech Support Association. We started twenty five ish years ago with just help desk and service desk and now we've we've also included desktop, basically any kind of tech support. So I got a little little kudos from them this week and that was big.
1: That's huge. Congratulations for that. You're one of the top twenty-five
0: inspirational thought leaders in the in the country, right? Uh, for tech support, I, I was lucky enough to be nominated and, and made that list this year. Did not No, until I woke up to a a message from HDI saying, hey, you can use this little banner, why? Well, because you're on this list, so. And the good list, not like the government list, like you're on the list.
1: That's a a good list. I also noticed, speaking of banners, um, is there a story behind that green uh, square that's up behind you?
0: Ah, yes, this is um, something, you know, Tom, you mentioned earlier going to the gym with your family, your wife and daughter, you guys do that very frequently. Um, Very important, I feel, you know, dads or dads with hats, maybe not physical hats, maybe they're they're virtual hats. But uh, this is something my son painted. Uh, I think he's into some type of uh, uh, neo-modernism movement here. Um, Basically, this is, uh, yeah, very, very simple. And what's interesting is that, um, you know, he was basically trying to convey a a field and then um, uh, the sky. And so it's what you can see. And so uh, I did that because my kids and I, we, we used to uh, paint, we went through a cycle, a phase of we lay down tarps in the garage and we get sometimes new canvases, sometimes old canvases. Amazing yard sales. People sell old pictures, prints for 25 cents that you have no interest in, but you can paint over them. So, and then my, my daughter is the usual. I'm not sure it's the uh, Pepto-Bismol and Prince Explosion here. I like that.
1: Is that, that, that should be the official title of that painting, the Pepto-Bismol in Prince Explosion.
0: I think so. When people ask, I say, oh, it's an up-and-coming artist. And, you know, sometimes they offer money for it, sometimes they don't. So,
1: Very cool. So let's jump right in. There's a reason why we brought Tom on the show. Um, first of all, again, thank you, Tom, for, for joining us today. Uh, I've always considered you to be someone that is, has inspired me about goal setting. And also, I, I've described you in, to a number of people as someone who is able to get so many things done. And I've always wondered how you're able to do that so aggressively. Um, and I wanted to learn more about the Tom Olson approach to goal setting. That's what I'm going to call it. That could be the, the, the title of your first book. So do you want to talk a bit about, about what that means to you and, uh, and share some of your perspective with us?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Thanks again for having me. Um, so, so goals, and and I'll wrap motivation in there too. Is that's a that's a large, large topic, written many, many, many times over in, in books, and magazines, and illustrations, and TVs, and TV, and movies, and in art. Um, so, this you know, these are just my my opinions, obviously, because they're coming from me, right? Um, <clears throat> but I I believe that that to achieve you know what we want to, we have to develop goals. I mean, you can't you can't know um, you know, how are you going to get somewhere if you don't have stuff written down? I think, in fact, writing down is the one, most, one of the most important things you have to do when you come up with goals. You have to physically write them down, have them in front of you constantly, um, you know, be able to look at them two or three times a day, put them on your mirror, put them on your monitor, put them, you know, wherever, put them in your wallet, you know, so you can refer to them. Um, I'm, a, <clears throat> I'm a huge proponent of, um, I've been in a couple different industries in the past number of years. Um, I was I was in the staffing industry, so I'll use that right now. Um, I, had a, I had a large team and I had, uh, you know, goals as well for, for myself and, and for my team. Um, goals such as, you know, staffing goals, like how many interviews are you having with candidates? How many times are you meeting with companies? How many candidates are you actually getting jobs for? Because that's the main part of that, that industry, right, is to actually get people jobs. So that, that's, that's a good thing. Um, so you, you, have, you have all those facets. And if you don't wrap all those facets into, uh, you know, one, um, one large goal, um, what, what are you really doing? So, um, what, what my team did, and this is, this is an off topic. I, I think it has to do with it. It has to do with motivation slash goals is <clears throat> what I would do is I would, I would, um, I'm not going to say their names, but I'll just say person ABC. So I'd meet with person a, uh, every Friday we'd come up with business, business driven goals, meaning interviews, you know, candidate stuff, uh, company stuff for the next week. And if they hit those goals by Friday around noon, um, I would uh, let them, not let them, but um, they would they would then do what they're motivated by. And person A will say was motivated by spending time with his family, his or her family, excuse me. So um, if he hit his goals by Friday at noon, he could just go spend time with his family. Um, and it, it sounds kind of cheesy. He's just a really good guy. Um, and that, that motivated him, though, um, selfishly to come back and just... Um, kick some real butt on Monday in the next on this in this next week because he thought Friday afternoon he might be able to go spend with his family and not have so to work.
1: So Tom Brandon was just raising his his two thumbs up right there because he's someone who's certainly motivated by spending time with his family. I think as dads, I mean that's one of the core things that we that we're driven by, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, you're, people aren't. I couldn't agree with more with you. And, 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 you know, people are driven by different things. There's another gal on my team, um, that guy or gal, excuse me, <laughs> that is, uh, 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 motivated by creative writing. She just really enjoys to do that in her spare time. So we develop again, business driven goals every Friday and then Monday we get to work and uh, she was a recruiter. So her goals were you know, to get candidates on the phone and to give them in for interviews and to get them out uh, you know, uh, working on uh, jobs. And if she hit her goals um, on Friday at 10, 11, 12 o'clock, um, she would go to Starbucks or the local park and bring her MacBook and do her, her Google writing. Um, her creative writing. I can't say Google write Um, but because I don't have their permission, but um she would do she would do her creative writing and guess what? She'd come back on Monday and she would just she would kick butt for the team. Um we had the most successful quarter. There's many, many more people on the team, but um I'll I'll use another one. Um Jen.
0: Hey Tom? Yes. Can I ask you? It sounds like what you're doing using the technique, and I hear a lot of uh, a lot of um, thought leaders in in, um, in the world, not just like any in specific industry. You're finding out what people's currency is, what they value, and then using that to give them truly what they want. Is that, is that kind of what you were doing there?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you're you you're, you're going to want to come to work, right? If if you're you know if your main focus of your job is around what you love doing. And all of you, again, business-driven goals because it is a business, right? And we can't just have fun all day long. But you're gonna have a lot more fun all of that day long if you do what you're passionate about and what you're motivated about, passionate about. And if you're a goal-driven person that likes those things, so just surround yourself with those people and you can really do wonders. You really can. Um, so another another guy in my team um, was uh, you know driven by was uh, driven by um, motivated from a financial perspective. So um, in, in a good way, you know, he, he was a young kid right out of college and he, um, he wanted to be able to, you know, spend time with his, his girlfriend to be able to do that. He needed to make some money. So motivated by, from a finance perspective. And that's not a bad thing. So in my opinion, so um, every, you know, Friday, we develop business driven goals for the following week. And if, if he get those goals, you know, I'd give him a gift card. And then he could just go do whatever he wanted to do. Um, you know, he would have his phone on him if we needed him from, from an, an emergency perspective. But he would go spend that money on his girlfriend. And guess what? They they went ring shopping the other day, and this that's for real. And this is only last oh. week. Yeah, um, his girlfriend's name is Jen. Um, they went ring shopping, and, and I managed Hi, Jen. It about three years. That's ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so it. I, I think it's. I think it's really really important to develop. Um, goals around what what people are motivated by now that's not always it's not always realistic or possible um, to do it at the level that I was able to achieve but I believe that you could do a subset of exactly that you could find a way Um, Brandon did you have a thought on that
0: yeah can you say that exact phrase again what you said developing goals for people so anyone who's who's leading people will you say that again please I feel like that is a very main crux of uh here what you're sharing with us
2: Yeah. Well, I I just, I said that, you know, developing business driven goals for people's motivations, I I think is very, very important. Um, and you're not going to be able to do it all the time. Um, you're going to probably be able to find a way to do it a subset of the time. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, you have to, to me, you have to be very selfish with your time sometimes. Um, and this isn't like, our main part of this isn't to talk about organization and, and, and lessons in and, and time management. Although um, to hit your goals, I, th- I think you have to be um, very, very selfish with your time. Sometimes, so in my case, uh, in my team, and Jason, you didn't ask me to do this, but I, th- I think it's important to note: um, don't let you get, don't let yourself get distracted. And when you're, whether you're in a management role or not, there are constantly people coming up to you, um, trying to get your time. And what I mean is be, be selfish with it is I literally had a policy where between the hours of 9 a.m. and 11, 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., I had 411 1, 4, versus 911 1, 1, um, like methods. If they were going to interrupt me, it had to be a 911 during those hours which were considered my prime time, 9 to 11 and 1 to 3. That's when I got my work done. Other than that, there's a ton of time during the day, right? Whether you start at 7 a.m. and go to, you know, 9 a.m. or lunchtime or after 3 p.m., I and mean, there's there's time to get my time in there. Um, <clears throat> but if it wasn't a 911, which is business critical and in staffing, it was maybe somebody's going to either start or end today or tomorrow, um, you know, or a candidate gets another job, you know, then absolutely interrupt me. That's a 911. But a 411 is, hey, um, you know, what what do my goals look like tomorrow? You know, what, uh, you know, something that's not business critical at that particular moment. Um, so I, I think being selfish with your time is, is very, very important as well. Um, Jason, does that make sense? Absolutely. And that, thank you for mentioning
1: that. That's something that I took from you the first couple months that I met you, and I applied that. I didn't have the opportunity to block out four hours a day, but I did say during this period of time, um, my calendar is blocked and my door's shut, and I'm actually head down managing my task list, uh, and the rest of the time, if it's not actually scheduled for my people, um, feel free to come in and interrupt me. That's cool. It's your time.
2: Yeah. And in, in, in scheduling, I think it just, it made me, it made me think of another thing um, from a scheduling perspective. Uh, you know, we're, we're all, I can probably speak for all of us when I say we're very busy, no matter what we're doing, uh, <laughs> we're probably busy with life. Um, what I, what I, what I found helpful um, and again, it, it probably isn't realistic or, or pertain to everyone. But what I found helpful is to plan my day. So my day, my critical day would end at three. Like I just said, one to three. Um, and then you have, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half worth of meetings. And then let's say four thirty comes along and I would literally take 45 minutes to an hour to plan my next day. Now I would plan the entire day, especially from the hours of nine to 11 and one to three, what companies I was going to call, what, you know, what, um, motivational meetings I was going to have with my team, what challenging meetings I was going to have with my team. I would plan every single hour of the day from 7.30 to 5.30, every single day, every hour, even over lunch. And as crazy as that sounds, um, as um, management micromanagement-focused that sounds, um, I developed that for myself because I, I needed that, at least at that time. I still need it today. <clears throat> Excuse me. But what that allowed me to do is it allowed me to, okay, I'm done with my day it allowed me to go home and relax with my family because that's what motivates me. So it gave me time not to, not to have the busy life get to me, have the work busy life get to me after hours. I got my time. And like, I was selfish with my time, but I still got it. So on the way to work, I could turn on my eighties on eight or my nineties on nine or Mm -hmm. my whatever and sip in my coffee and just relax in the way to work because my day was planned. My day had been planned yesterday, you know, and is it going to deviate? Absolutely. Are you going to be able to completely, execute on your plan any day probably not you know completely but at least you have that plan as to where you can sit down put your cup of coffee on your desk and then just go because you're all ready to go
1: i like that where you mentioned uh, that you plan your day yesterday and that actually reminds me of the quote that we were talking about before that the best time to start was yesterday and the second best time is now
0: i like that and i also like tom what you said in applying it to not just for your people to come, but apply it up. So something I have um, pushed in every company I've been is when is prime time for your unit? So that might be when all, when all the, the revenue-generating transactions happen. It might be when all the support happens in the, in the tech support world, when all the support happens for the revenue-generating units. In other words, um, as, as all of us working in tech support for so many years, Monday mornings, whatever your Monday is, and in a retail organization, Monday morning might mean Friday evening or it could be Saturday morning. But whenever the bulk of those those interactions are going to happen when you're doing tech support, that's sacred time. That's prime time, whatever you want to call it. So everywhere I've been, we've pushed all meetings, Monday morning until until the last lunch cycle, wherever you are in that, in that fall of the sun, no meetings. And so we've pushed off successfully. It doesn't matter what it is you can't meet. And we've pushed that up too. And now we've created um, processes or a culture of in the support organization, you don't meet unless it's critical on, a, on whatever your Monday is so that you can get it done. And, but if there's a 911, of course, we're going to meet. Go ahead, Tom.
2: Yeah, no, thank you. I think that's very important and, and, and expound on that. Every single time I've talked about this, whether it's, whether it's with my support team right now, my, my operations team, Or, uh, you know, whether it was back when I was in staffing is, you know, how do you expect a support team to be able to take, you know, the exact hours between 9, 11, 1, 3 and just be able to block those hours out? Because guess what? Customers are going to be calling. They're going to be interrupting, you know, what you're doing. So I understand that. I, I do completely understand it. But there has to be a way there has to be a way for you to block some time out there. You have to have some kind of staffing model and maybe this is up to you. Maybe it's not. Maybe you can manage up like Brandon just mentioned. Maybe you can work with your management on, you know what? I have these goals, you know, let me work on these goals this day from nine to 11 and one to three and let me go use a conference room somewhere. Let me go to a Starbucks and work on these goals. There's always, there's gotta be a way. Cause I get that all the time. Brandon, does that make sense? It
0: does. And I, I really like how you said, you know, you can, you can listen to the 80s, which is the best music ever, yeah. uh, on the way in or, or, or whatever floats your boat, right? Dom's giving two thumbs up for the 80s. Um, and, and you have to adapt as well. And so I want to share, Tom, um, I had to do a, a checkout, an end user checkout because we're the end-users of our phone system, our IBR, Interactive Response System. And so um, and I had to do it. It was, at, it was at night. It was a final. We checked it during the day. Now we're going to check it after hours. And I checked it from the beach. Uh, I went down to watch the sunset. And so I had it, I knew all the dozens of permutations I had to call and I went through and I just kept notes on it, went through and was able to, from the beach, send my email out to, you know, all leadership to saying, I've checked it all, every single thing is is good and I found this one non-critical item which we'll fix next business day. So you got to be able to say, I could have sat in an office, sat at home or how can technology help me? You mentioned going to Starbucks and, and getting away how is it you can get away sometimes because we're always on in technology with technology. So I like that. The more you can share the better of that Tom. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, how to unplug. Um, one of my favorite times is when I drop off my daughter in the morning at daycare and I leave my phone in the car and nobody can call me and nobody can text me and nobody can um, email me. And that's about 15 minutes max. But you know what? that's a lot when you get seven, eight, nine hundred emails a day and texts and calls. And that, that's, that's a lot. I mean, 15 minutes is a lot. You know, when, if you're fortunate enough to be able to be on a plane, you know, putting something in airplane mode um, and not connecting to their wifi um, there's something to be said for that, for getting that time back. And you, you absolutely need that time.
0: I love it when you know, you're traveling for work and you expect there'll be wifi so you can work, but then, an error happens and you can't and you really get to unplug for that two-hour flight, six-hour flight you know, internationally, whatever it is. So I actually like that. You get to go off the grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun.
1: Tom, I like how you mentioned before, you'll just get it done, you find a way. And I, that inspired a question I wanted to ask you about your favorite and your best excuse that you can come up with. What's your favorite excuse, Tom Olson?
2: Um, I, I, don't, I don't have time. Um, I don't have the time, you know, like I, I didn't have time to read a book in the last 10 years. I mean, that's, you have to, you have to find a way and you have to sacrifice one thing to be able to do another. And if you make a priority, you know, um, if you make a priority of one thing over another, like I'm, I had, you know, had to make a, uh, a reading a priority over a TV show. That's just reality. I have a TV show that comes on at night, um, you know, that I like watching and, you know i i made a choice a conscious one to turn the tv off and and to to read to read this book that's going to inspire me before i go to bed every night that's my that's my biggest excuse is i i don't have the time and it could be a legitimate excuse but i would i would almost 100% come back with there's always time you can always find a way to make time
1: mm-hmm. so your best excuse is actually to find a way there is no excuses
2: well there i mean there are certain things that happen in your life that you know you can't avoid. I mean, let's say you have a death of a family member, or you know your your child's sick, and you you can't get a report done at work on time. I mean, it, you know, you, that's just life, right? That's that's not to me excuses and in life circumstances are just are just different things. Mm-hmm. Um, one you have to deal with being the life circumstance, and and two the excuse, there just find a way. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Brandon, I think we have just enough time for one more thing. Do you have something that you wanted to share with us today?
0: I, I sure do, um, Tom. What everything you said is so awesome, and it's it's motivated me. Um, Jason and I talked earlier. I think maybe last week or earlier week. You see, my my goals. I've broken down there on this whiteboard here behind me in the three different areas: financial and physical health, and and uh, I just call it holistic health. There's a yin and a yang symbol there. Um, but something that's always brought up is uh, my one more thing this week, Jason and Tom is is trying something new where we're in a new year. There's so many things around us, and, and just to try something new. And that might be like Tom said is I haven't, you know, you haven't read a book uh, in a long time. Maybe, maybe take a class. We've talked before Jason about how many free opportunities there are, uh, Harvard and Stanford and MIT and classes that are online. You can audit hundred percent free. Just need an internet connection. Um, whether it's trying something new, we, you know, there's so many museums around us that just go and try a new museum. There's, there's so many different things. So my thing is really try something new, try, you know, figure out what it is. And maybe it's taking a painting class. so I can be as good as my son up here. Um, but there's just a plethora of things. Uh, do something new with your, with your kids, you know, try a new experience with them. Do, do something new, but try something new. And that's my one more thing for this week.
1: That's Awesome. Tom, can you comment on that? Could I put you on the spot about one of the last times um, that you tried something new that's pretty significant?
2: Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with this book I'm reading. Honestly, it's like Manly. Manly doesn't even know I'm reading his book. Like, so I'm not getting any. I'm not getting paid for this or anything. But um. I, I think that you know I've just been inspired in, in a lot of ways, and I was inspired when I saw him in person, and I was inspired when I was reading the first seventy odd pages of this book. It just, it's something that I've done for a long, long time. It's really restarting, like like his book says, you know, the art of the the art of the restart. And um, I've I've just been inspired in different ways. So that that's going to be my answer is going back to this book. Um, I'm excited about it. I have a passion for it, and that's my answer.
1: So maybe you, we can help each other with our book reports. I uh, I'm committed to write a book report on this 700 page. Um, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Um, and I don't know how to write a book report these days, but we'll figure it out. I'm going to Google it. And uh, maybe you can you can help me with your book report on Manly, Manly Feinberg's book.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. I'd be happy with a 60-second audio book report, Jason. Next <laughs> That's week. all we need. <laughs> okay.
1: we'll, we'll map that for a future show. So we're out of time. We have to wrap it up. But I just wanted to again thank Tom Olson for being on our show, and Brent. Yes,
0: thank you, Tom.
2: Yeah, it's 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 been a blast. I mean, this time just flies. You you, you say thirty minutes, and it's just it goes it goes uh, very very quickly. But I, I think that's that's a good thing, right? I mean, the things that things that fly, you know, you gotta you gotta do them, and then you gotta you know you gotta um, look back at them. You know, see how they might have might have helped you, and what opportunities can come out of those things, and camaraderie we can all develop from uh, from this brief thirty minutes together. So, uh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, certainly. Thanks, guys. Thank you.